Welcome back to the Friends of the Rant podcast. This week I've got two interviews with Carolina Indie Fest artists. First up is the Gooseberry Jam, hailing from Greensboro, North Carolina. Gooseberry Jam plays Carolina Indie Fest at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford at 7.30 on Friday, September 29th. Before we start, here's Carolina Moonshine by Gooseberry Jam. After the interview, I'll play I'm Just a Man.
I'm joined now by the by the members, some members of the band Gooseberry Jam out of the Triad area. Um, they're playing Carolina Indie Fest. I believe it's Friday night, Friday, September 29th right, um, at, yeah. at Hugger Mugger Brewing. Yeah. Um, I always like to start by giving the, you know, the, the acts an opportunity to talk about their music in their terms. What does Gooseberry Jam do? Tell me the Gooseberry Jam story. Oh, God. Sean's probably better at that than me. Um, the story, <laughs> I, I, um, sorry. I, st- uh, I started the band a, a while back. I was basically a singer-songwriter, you know, acoustic um, kind of thing, and um, did duos, uh, duets every now and then with other people. But um, way, way back, I was front man in rock bands when I was younger and uh, didn't do that for a while. And then I got, you know, just got to a point where I just wanted to have a band backing me up again. And uh, yeah. so I started uh, like getting some, just letting, getting some uh, friends that had bands, let me sit in with them to do a few tunes here and there. Of course that got the itch a little stronger. And uh, so I went through a couple of different lineups and um, I guess it's been maybe seven years ago when uh, we finally uh, got this lineup we've got now. And, um, and of course we just added West not too long ago, but um Sean and Randy, our bass player, and Doyle and myself have been together. I'm thinking it's been about seven years, right, guys? Has it yeah. been that long? Right around that. Close to it. Close wow. to it. Time flies. That's a hell of a run. You know, this day in age anymore, yeah. seven years is a good run, you know? Like, um, Absolutely. Des- describe your music. I I listened to what was on Spotify, and I have I have a take on it, but I like to hear people describe their music, you know, and what they're trying to do. Right. Um, I mean, I'll take a crack first. It's, well, I'll, I'll start by saying this. What you've heard on Spotify um, compared to the new album we're working on now are, are not completely different, but there's a lot of differences there. Yeah. Um, the main thing being the stuff um, on our first album that we did in 2018, those were basically all songs that I had written prior to getting this lineup together. Um, uh-huh. So they were all songs that I had written on acoustic guitar, and they were more kind of singer-songwriter tunes that we added a band to. Whereas the stuff that's coming on the new album, um, we've written as a band. So, I mean, there's a song I've written. There's some that you know uh, Doyle has written, and there's some that we've written all together you know, as a unit. Um, all of us have put our input into everything, though. It's nothing is. Yeah. I don't think anything on this album is a one-man thing. You know, stuff we've all done. It. This one is much more of a rock album i would say soul rock kind of um i mean i'll let the other guys say what they think you know kind of i have a hard time putting a label on music period especially you yeah. know something that i'm a part of well that's a that's i know it's a tough question for a musician but it's all honestly kind of why i start with it because if you're a musician you like music by definition and you like lots of different stuff so yeah. but i but i do like to hear how people think of where they're coming from Right. I think that we tend to play for ourselves as much as the audience. You know what I mean? Like we, you that. know, we're not going to do anything that we don't dig. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that is, uh, at least on my perspective, uh, the primary focus. You know, I don't want to be doing anything that I that I uh, that I don't like. You know what I mean? And right. um, the cool thing about this band is, um, you know, the original stuff. And uh, and it's really been in the last uh, couple of years, a lot happening. So that's been nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you kind of have to enjoy what you're doing, especially at this level. Like, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned there's a new album in progress. The last one, I believe it said 2018. So that's yeah. obviously a number of years ago. What have the last five years been like for this band? And how is that bleeding into the album that's in progress right now? Huh. Jump in there, Doyle. Um, so <clears throat> when Daryl invited me to come play, like he already said, there was a lot of songs that he had written and had had been playing for a number of years. And um, I I kind of took over as the lead guitarist. And uh, a lot of it, I kind of played um, some similar to what had been played before as far as guitar parts go. But, you know, also being a creative, I added my own kind of spin to it. And um, we did that for a good while and threw in some uh, stuff here and there that uh was original as you know this group and um i would say especially in the past like two to three years we've really just um gotten a feel for each other and our musical styles and tastes and have really just created what is like the gooseberry jam sound now yeah and um it, it's been a lot of fun especially uh you know um, bringing Wes on as a secondary guitarist. Um, it's been nice for me to be able to have that extra guitar there to do some of the rhythm stuff as well as some lead stuff along with me to really kind of spice things up and um, add that much more flavor to it. So um, I think this next album is really going to be what Gooseberry Jam has been the past two, three, even four years. You mentioned feeling everybody out and getting a sense of everybody's musical styles. Do you want to talk about some of the places, some of the specific influences that, that drive your music? Rock and roll, 1972. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, For me, that's like the biggest influence, I think. I, um, I come from a background of, of lyricists. Um, that's, that's always been my main thing. I, I play rhythm guitar as well, but... Um, well, having Wes gives me a chance to put the guitar down on a lot of songs too, so and concentrate more on on the vocals and the lyrics. And from that standpoint, my influences are you know really uh, heavy in uh, Bob Dylan, Grateful Dead, Rolling Stones, all that you know just real seventies classic rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we just I don't know we kind of put our own twist on everything that we do. I think everything even when we pull out covers. Well, we don't do a lot of covers, but when we do, they sound like Gooseberry Jam because we just have a way of kind of, you know, manipulating whatever we're doing to, into our style. Uh, and our it, it's it's so hard to put it, you know, like I said, it's so hard to put a label on it. But it's just to me, it's just, you know, it's rock and roll. And, and that encompasses so much, I know. But um, I don't know what else to, to call it, really. Yeah. Can I ask um, one thing that I picked up on and it had more to do with chord changes than sound? Um, but is Grand Funk Railroad uh, an influence at all? Because I picked up a couple things that I was like, okay, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, man, you know, that's so crazy because I can remember um, playing a talent show or not a talent show, like a Battle of the Bands thing when I was, I don't know, maybe 18 years old. And um, when we got through playing the thing, we got through with our set. And this is, you know, this is with guys that I haven't, I see once in a blue moon, but you know, we haven't right. seen in years, haven't played with in years. So it has nothing to do with this band whatsoever. But um, 
the uh, my dog's joining the interview here. Yeah, um, I, keep, I keep muting because mine are whining in the next room. I got, so. you. <laughs> I got you. But um, when we got through with our initial set at this Battle of the Band things, the sound man who I didn't know from anybody came up to me. And that was the first thing he said. He was like, "Man, you guys should do some Grand Funk because you got a lot of that in what you're doing." And that, and at that time, I didn't even know who Grand Funk. I mean, I knew the name, but I really wasn't right. familiar with any of their stuff. So that's kind of wild. But um, well, and I think influences are really what make us have such a like a distinct sound i think because we, we all are um we have pretty different influences i feel like like um, i love that though that's like, like what makes a great band yeah exactly like daryl mentioned dylan and the stones and stuff and um i was always a huge obviously being a lead guitarist you know zeppelin and um hendrix and stuff like that um and sean you know loves freaking zappa yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, Wes and I both love a lot of, you know, Black Keys kind of stuff, um, just some modern rock and roll. Um, I think all that into one mix really just makes for a, uh, an interesting sound. It's a yeah. nice little melting pot. The fact that all of us kind of have, I mean, of course, there's a place where we all come together and, uh, you know, there's there's that circle of, of influences that we have that are the same. But then we all come from just vastly different backgrounds in a lot of ways, too, as far as what we listen to growing up and what we like. And whatnot. I think it, it helps to just bring all those influences and kind of, you know, mix them up and, and comes out with what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. So I assume from what you're saying that the the set that will happen at Carolina Indie Fest is going to be a lot of it's probably going to lean heavily on this newer stuff. Um, do you want to talk about what the live show is like, what it's looking like these days? It's uh, the last the last gig we played. I had a guy come up to me um, actually during the set. He came up to the stage and then he came up to me afterwards. and was just like, dude, you are preaching. And um. Uh, so a lot of stuff, again, I'm coming from a vocal and a lyrical standpoint more so than, than anything else that just for my strengths are. So for me being the quote unquote front man and, uh, doing my thing, I kind of am, when I write lyrics, I try to say something. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of preaching a little bit if you want to call it that, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I think what I'm talking about, what we're, what I'm laying out there means something and says something. I mean, there are songs that are just good rock and roll songs too, you know, that really, you know, don't have a deep, deep rooted message in them or anything like that. But then there's a lot of stuff about, you know, just, um, uh, I think if we put a message across, it's a message of, of positivity and love and, you know, just, you know, everybody kind of coming together and, um, just enjoying something that can be, you know, that can be vastly across different lines and different spectrums for different people and just, you know, bringing it all together. Daryl's a very uh, emotional lyricist, I would say. And it, I feel like that comes through in his melodies as well. And as a lead guitarist, I, I try to feed off of that also. Um, and I feel like that's one thing that Daryl and I do very well together is, um, when he brings uh some lyrics or a song to the mix uh i really feed off of his energy and try to you know incorporate that into whatever part i come up with yeah yeah that's that's an important thing is like making the music match the the emotion of the the lyrics or at least the lyrical delivery that's Definitely. that's a cool thing and there was one song i believe it was called carolina moonshine and i wasn't expecting that one to because the name is evocative of like, you know, getting drunk. <laughs> but, hey, right. But yeah. it it had, 
I don't want to say a political message, but like a very socially conscious, socially aware set of lyrics that it took me a few minutes to land on what I thought it reminded me of. And maybe it was the birds. I'm still not sure, but there was like, there was a smartness to that song. And, and I just, you know, it, there was some depth there that I thought was really cool. And that's not to say the rest of the stuff didn't, but that one jumped out at me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, that one, it's funny you say, you know, everybody thinks of that one when I say Carolina Moonshine, you, we literally used to, I used to do gigs and, and, and I would say, you know, Hey, you know, this song's called Carolina Moonshine coming up and I would have people come up to the front of the stage and hand me a, a jar of moonshine or try, you know, and I was yeah. like, well, that's not the moonshine the song's about, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not knocking it, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that song is just, uh, um, I don't know. I try, I try to be, most of the time when I write lyrics, I try to say something even if I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say at the time, uh, right. some lyrics just come to me and I just write and write, you know, I write as quick as I can think it and, and think it through. And, um, and then I go back and listen to it myself later and kind of hear a message that I didn't even really realize I was writing at the time. You know, sure. if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't want to say I'm channeling anything. It's not that heavy or deep, but, but it's kind of, uh, subconscious sometimes when I'm writing, you know, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I used to say that I write I, uh, I write down future predictions without realizing it because I would write a song and then like whatever the subject of that song was a year later, that would happen in my life. And I'm like, whoa, wow. You know, I, I wrote about this like a year ago, but had no idea it was coming right. kind of thing. It's kind of weird. But um, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about like where people can find your music? It, obviously, you're on Spotify. Bands may have like a preferred streaming platform or social channel right whatever that might be you know most of ours we're on you know all the major platforms right now as far as you know the last album and we'll do the same with this one i'm sure um we used to have a website that we drove everything through and 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 had a you know um uh merchandise page on that but we don't have the the website anymore we just decided with facebook and so much social media you know it, it that was kind of a back and forth thing with me, you know, do we let the website go or not? Because it seems it's kind of quote unquote professional to have your own website. But then at the same time, it was like, well, yeah, kind of, but it's also kind of needless at this point sometimes, you know? And right. um, so, you know, just uh, we, we sell merch at our shows and, um, and, you know, we're on the platforms basically. That's, well, you know. We've also really been trying to uh, hit the YouTube channel a little bit more recently. Yeah. Like okay. there's so many videos of us live and I, I I feel like that's where a band like us kind of shines is in a live setting. But um, there's a ton of videos out there that we haven't necessarily posted that other people have posted. And we're trying to kind of compile those and get them on um, our channel so that people can come to that channel and um, see a lot of performances and stuff. So we're that's in the works. So uh, so it's in the works. You don't have the, the channel yet or it's it's there and uh i'm working on downloading a lot of the videos that people have posted and there's quite a few of them but uh i I feel like that's a good place to really see what we're all about because we really we do a lot of stuff differently live you know that's not on the every time every time (laughs) every time yeah there's always there's always a jam or something that ends up happening in the middle of a song that we've never done before but it was just kind of in the moment and we were feeling the way we were and it just happens 
I kind of wanted to go there because there was something on the on the Indie Fest. It was either the website or the social media that said like, you know, this is sort of a jam band. Jam is in the name. Um, yeah. But he indicated that you guys were kind of like leveled leveled a little differently, I guess, than what you might think of as a jam band. And I'm curious as a musician, I, I'm a half-ass guitar player, but like what kind of bravery does it take to like go into that moment and depend on each other to be good and you're standing on a stage in front of people like how does that work and and how does that um influence where the music goes i i I think you're right it does take a lot of bravery but honestly when we're at the point that we're at with this band that we've been together so long that we can almost kind of feel what each other is going to do so it, it makes it a whole lot easier to do something that you've never done before or kind of go out on a limb and maybe, you know, try some type of different jam or part, you know, that we've never done before because um, we all kind of feel comfortable that we're each going to, you know, follow whatever the other does. Right. And that's that, what it's all about. I mean, that's what yeah, that's part of the that's beauty. The only reason that's the only reason that that I still do what I do is, is, uh, for the excitement of, you know, the unknown, you know what I mean? Like what's going to happen that keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always fun after a show when we finish and we go back to, you know, kind of base camp or whatever you want to call it. And we all kind of hang out for a little bit and we'll basically just talk about the show. Like, dude, remember when you did that there, we've never done that before. That was awesome. Yeah. And it, some of that stuff may never ever happen again, but um, it's it's so much fun and beautiful when it does happen. There's a lot of times too, like <clears throat> at rehearsals, where that stuff will happen a lot, and I think that kind of helps a little bit with that bravery that you're talking about. Like we we've kind of gotten to the point, and I'm speaking for I've I've been with a band for about a year now, um, and one of the things that kind of grabbed me right off the bat with these guys were or was just like the the fact of how easy it was to kind of slip into one of those jams you know and like i've i've been a part of other groups where like everything is very very structured like you know you don't go off the beaten path at all and so it's kind of refreshing honestly like being a part of a group like this where you know we kind of all have eye contact and so we're all kind of communicating, you know, back and forth, but we just, it's like Doyle was saying, you know, you do those moments in in rehearsal enough. And so like when you're on stage and you're kind of reading the audience almost helps. I feel like in those moments too, because you can kind of like, Hey, these guys are into it. Like, let's keep this thing going a little bit. Let's, let's maybe go out a little bit further than we normally would right here. Right. Um, like we pull from bits and pieces of things that have happened whether it be from a prior show or practice right and we all kind of i feel like subconsciously remember those things and sometimes go to them and uh make it happen somehow yeah Yeah. Yeah, and and all that being said all that being said, we're still like definitely not by definition a jam band by any means not at all yeah, not at all. I mean, when you think of a jam band, you know, if you're thinking, you know, obviously the Grateful Dead, Fish, and, you know, the, the different bands that are around the day uh, in the region, the Montrose and different guys like that, 
we're nothing we're like petty. that whatsoever. right i i got i got challenged a couple years ago to um to listen to some grateful dead records versus <laughs> what i generally knew as the grateful dead was you'd hear these jamming performances and honestly the records were not very jammy you know <laughs> like the right. records were the records and I, it gave me a whole new perspective on that band and i picked some of that up off of the album that y'all have again not exactly jammy maybe like jam band in the terms of like it sounds sort of like some grateful dead recorded output not the live output but i also sensed that there was an opportunity for well not an opportunity but uh, the possibility that this band could really rip you know when they want to um yeah and i'm just is there like a kind of an unspoken language well you mentioned the eye contact but how do you know when when it's time to kind of stray from the song and trust the rest of the band to follow with you i i think it kind of uh like what wes said we really do rely heavily on the audience and stuff mm -hmm. um but it really is just kind of a vibe on stage like um you know if if i go to a solo that we had planned or that i usually do in that area of the song um if we're all playing like really good and it sounds great and it's building you know we'll just keep building it and i'll just keep getting heavier and you yeah. know cool shit on guitar and wow. uh it, it somehow always works out you know and wow. it's 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 funny like uh mentioning the grateful dead because the rest of the band kind of gives me a lot of crap because i i've really never cared for the grateful dead at all and <laughs> they're, it's funny. they're a polarizing band yes <laughs> i and i've never really been into jam bands at all you know i i don't really consider us uh a jam band more so than i would consider like zeppelin you know a, a jam band uh -huh. you know um but it, it's funny sometimes we'll be uh rehearsing at practice and uh maybe we'll be taking a break or something between a song and daryl will start strumming something on an acoustic and then all of a sudden he'll start singing these lines and i'm like oh that sounds cool what is that and then we'll get into it and we'll end up playing the entire song and I'll be coming up with parts and I'm like, Oh, this is sweet. You know, Daryl's coming up with a freaking song on, on the spot <laughs> and then we'll end it. And I'll be like, dude, that was badass. What was that? And Daryl will be like, Oh dude, that was freaking, uh, you know, China cat by grateful dead. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> they got me. Well, you know, I think there, I think there's an important um, distinction between being a jam band versus being a good rock band. That's willing to stretch. Yeah. And I think we fall into that the latter category more so than the than the first. We're, the we're, difference we're between a, a jam band and a band that can jam, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell me about the timeline for the uh, for the new record. You said it's it, you're you're in the pro, pro, process of working on it, but like, what what do you, what's your estimated timeline? I know I know you can't guarantee anything, but so we've uh, we've got the majority of the tracks recorded we i think have two more songs left to record for uh like the drum tracks and everything and um a good bit of the rest of the tracks which are guitar uh well Wes and I on guitar um and Randy on bass and then Daryl's vocals i would say within the next month and a half we'll be done with that for sure Okay, so then just to the mix and the master. Yep, then which... it's 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 up to mixing, mastering, and 
getting on the streaming platforms. Yeah. I hear you. Well, how did um this Carolina Indie Fest, how did this land on your radar? How did you guys get involved? Hey, um, Tim hit me up. Uh, I don't even, he hit me up on Messenger on Facebook, I think. And it was really crazy because um, I'm crazy on from my perspective because usually I'm reaching out to people. I do most of the booking. And so I'm usually reaching out if I see festivals or something where I think we might be a fit or whatever. And I'll be honest, I, I knew nothing about the Carolina Indie Fest. And, um, and uh, most of the things that you book, you know, people won't you know let's face it most most places won't a band to play a certain amount of cover tunes and you know and whatnot to to keep the crowd in and keep you know play stuff people know and people that people can dance to and blah 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 we're not a dance band by any means we're kind of heady you know more so than, than dance but uh anyway when tim hit me up and asked if we would be interested in doing this just it was out of the blue number one um which you know that was pretty cool and felt good but number two he was like but the thing is, you can't do any cover tunes. This has to be 100% original. And it was like, oh, we're your guys. You we know, that's we what we try to do more so than anything all the time anyway. So, um, But it literally just fell in our lap. I mean, I don't know if he, I guess he saw some stuff on, on Facebook maybe or uh, somewhere online and liked what he saw enough to get to, to reach out to me. We're glad he did. Well, that's great. It's a cool event. And it's a, it's a crazy mix of genres. And that's what one of the things that makes it so much yeah. fun um i'm really looking forward to seeing you guys i will be there and i'll come and introduce myself is there anything else that you guys want to say before we uh wrap this up um i just hope there's going to be a lot of people there and we're really looking forward to having a good time we're really looking forward to doing the whole thing um we've got we do have some shows coming up if anybody's around uh yeah list them off area yeah, this weekend we're playing um, a thing called Groove Jam. <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with jam bands, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's hosted by a band called um, The Groove, and it's a benefit for Greensboro Urban Ministry. Um, we've been a part of it for, for many years. We didn't get oh, to play awesome. it last year, but we're going back this year. That's this Saturday. We're playing like 4.15, a short set. And then the week after that, on the Saturday the 30th, we'll be uh, doing a feature show at the same place. It's Doodad Farm in Greensboro doing a show there that's it's that's us you know the whole night of the 30th wars come and go and we hope they don't last but if you want a new future you better realize this and learn from your past to dream it can't be bought or sold but what good is your money in the end if you no one to hold it may be a dream but at least it's my own 
Next up is our interview with Jeremiah McKinley, a band that's also from the Triad area, that will open up Carolina Indie Fest at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford on September 29th at 5 p.m. First, I'm going to play Juarez, Mexico by Jeremiah McKinley, and after the interview, I'll play Long Night, Long Story. I woke up in Juarez, Mexico, not a dollar to my name. I was dripping sweat with a fever. And a pounding in my brain I got a handful of Cody And I ditched my bloody clothes I'm gonna find that senorita Send me down To Mexico Just east of Old El Paso Past that bottle till it's drained When I saw this little cutie A raven hair just blowing wide The boy wanna make a dollar Let me take you for a ride And I woke up in Juarez, Mexico Not a dollar to my name I was driven straight with a fever And a pounding in my brain I checked my pockets for a number But I ain't got a phone to call I must have lost it in hell, I must have lost it all Just past the border crossing, we pulled off to check our home Gave me a little taste to tease me, and a weekend we were off Oh, the rest seemed kind of hazy, I don't remember much at all Cold revolver and blood on the wall And I woke up in Juarez, Mexico Not a dollar to my name I was dripping sweat with a fever And a pounding in my brain And now the sirens all around me And federales in the hall With the bars on the window Looks like I'm gonna take the fall And I'm falling
face down There's a bucket in the corner And a pillow on the floor No clue of what has happened And I doubt I'll ever know Don't go chasing senoritas down To Mexico So now I'm joined by uh, Jeremiah McKinley, which I have just learned is not your full name. That is both of your names, Jeremiah and McKinley, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> well, why don't you guys just start off by introducing yourself and talking a little bit about your band and and, and what you do? Well, I'm Jeremiah and I'm uh, definitely the shorter of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I'd say we play, you call it folk rock. Folk rock. Folk rock. Yeah. Well, I got out of college. Uh, we all we both grew up playing football, you know, and uh, I always loved music and, you know, never thought anything about it, never picked anything up. But uh, I got done with college and uh, I decided I wanted to learn, you know, how to play the guitar. And uh, I think within the first day of uh, noodling on it, uh, we started writing songs and we kind of took off from there. That's amazing but, uh, because, you know, to to listen to it, I can't tell exactly how old you are, but you don't look too far removed from college. And to to, to, to hear... <laughs> To hear music that advanced, you know, like I, I would have never guessed that you're somebody who started playing in your early 20s. Well, the reason we started, I started right started with writing our own stuff is uh, it's a lot easier for people to not tell you that you did something wrong. It's something <laughs> you wrote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my song. That's the way it is. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't do it wrong if it's yours. Yeah. Um, well, talk a little, uh, you, you said folk rock. I definitely hear like Americana. I hear blues. Um, you're wearing a Hendrix shirt. Um, what, what are some of the things that, that go into, to the music? What, what influences are you drawing from? Well, I, I started playing guitar in fourth or fifth grade. Okay. And it started with a, a really cringy talent show tribute to Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, I put it down from sports and, you know, busy stuff that kids do. And whenever I picked it back up after I graduated high school, uh, it really started with John Mayer. It started with Black Keys, uh, Ray LaMontagne. Yeah. Tough stuff to play. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, anything you hear in our music that's complicated is him. (laughs) <laughs> i'm in charge of kicking that drum behind me there you go and remembering the words <laughs> there you go there you go um so it, the it looks like releases go back a couple years how many how many records do you have available for people to listen to um we got one full one full no we got two full length two full length two full length records uh and maybe say two eps yeah two two shorter releases kind of like eps two long releases and a few singles mm-hmm. and uh a lot of the stuff that we're playing right now is stuff that uh uh once we get you know a couple weeks to hammer it out we're gonna record so we will have a lot of new stuff coming out okay yeah so are you are you in the progress uh the process of, of of making a new record or has, where do you record 
How does all that work? Oh, we record downstairs. Oh, wow. In our, in our basement. Um, you know, that, you know, that's probably the most challenging thing is figuring out how to record stuff, you know, as easy as it is to, you know, plug in and play live trying to understand all the equipment is so far beyond me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I have the capability of recording a basic demo, but it's the the modern equivalent of, you know, uh the you know, using your iPhone to do a voice recording or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. it's I, I can't go much further past that. So so kudos on that. Um one thing I picked up from listening to it is there's a lot of um there's a lot of guitar effects in there. And it adds a cool layer um, to the music. I wanted to know if you if you wanted to talk about like just how you pick what to use, because there are a lot of different sounds that you're employing. They all add to the songs, but they've got to be deliberate choices. And I'm curious, like as a musician, how you approach that. Mm, That'd have to be him because. I plug straight into my orange amp, and I, I, you know, only time I touch it is uh, making sure that everything is exactly how I left it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's really three three sounds that kind of catch my ear. Um, one is there. I use a lot of vibrato. I really like the seasickness. I feel like it adds a lot of movement into the sound. Yeah, uh, gives the sound the guitar sound at least a little bit more depth. Yeah, and a lot of the new stuff he was talking about has that kind of. Uh, western the western style vibrato the the fender amps that really kind of choppy wave uh yeah is what i'm really into right now and then obviously with the hendrix there's there's some fuzz and some really gritty sounds and uh i'm only happy when he kicks the overdrive pedal on in the middle of a solo that's the only part of any song i'm ever happy with is because in my head i'm constantly oh come on don't be you know be better be better but then (laughs) i get on i'm like okay this song's going pretty good (laughs) nice nice and that kind of leads into something i wanted to ask about your live setup it's the two of y'all but there is some some drumming on on the record and you referenced um kicking the drum behind you so how do you navigate that as a live act versus your uh, recorded sound well uh our dad plays drums for us okay Uh, he records uh all our all our recordings most of them have him on them or i'm playing you know drums if he's not home whenever we're you know in the middle of making one but uh He'll actually be playing with us uh, okay, next cool. Friday. So he plays uh, sometimes. He doesn't play every show. A lot of the smaller bar shows that are indoors, we don't like to bring a full drum set just because a lot of the times the room, it feels like yeah. it takes over and you really lose that, the quality of sound. you know. And uh, But anytime we're outdoors and he's free, we bring him with us. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed on your Facebook that you all played at the Night Rider uh up in raleigh um how did that go oh that great we had a great time that's actually uh that's the shortest set we've ever played so we were more worried about you know picking yeah. songs for that because we're used to you know we'll get to a bar and we'll be playing for three hours you know so you're not yeah. worried about cutting stuff down or getting rid of anything so going to a shorter set it was uh it was tough to pick out what we wanted to do tough decisions yeah yeah and you guys have an hour at Carolina Indie Fest. Um, obviously, that's all it's all original music. But when you're doing like a three hour set, are you putting in covers? Because I'm curious to know, like, what kinds of things that you would cover if you if you played covers live. That's a constant fight because 
he always knows, hey, you got to play some covers so we can drag some people in. And I'm always, no, I hate covers. I don't want to play them ever. Right. Always worried about the playing a song that somebody else is and not doing it justice. Right. Yeah. So the covers that we pick, we like to surprise people. Yeah. You you might not think it, but we're both Amy Winehouse fans. Oh, cool. So we, yeah. we played some Amy Winehouse. Some Alicia Keys was one of our, our bigger ones. Yeah. Um, Played Elton John. Elton John. Uh, God, what did we play? Uh, we played a couple times. We played uh, the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Nice. But what we like to try to do is we try to make it our own so that, you know, people will hear the words and, you know, be interested. But like, oh, maybe right. I recognize that song. But we we try not to make a carbon copy because we're not going to do a good job as they would. You know, so we try to spice it up, do something a little different. Yeah, yeah. Listening to your music, if I heard if I heard an Elton John com- song coming out of you guys, or, or a Bee Gees song, you know, or Alicia Keys, I might not know what it was until you got to the chorus, and that's that's kind of a cool thing. Um, so you guys are opening the festival on Friday. Um, how did you get involved with this? No, I think it was on uh, just applying for festivals on uh, Reverb Nation. Okay, I, I saw this one. I thought, you know, I'd really love to do this because we, you know, we grow up maybe an hour away yeah and where are you guys based out of uh kernersville okay yeah for some reason i had greensboro in my head but yeah that's yeah so well, this is the opportunity to we're play close right to on home. the edge of greensboro we're kind of uh in the middle of three different places kind of yeah. button up together when yeah from i say winston or i say greensboro that's... <laughs> yeah yeah it's more people are gonna know yeah <laughs> you guys are sort of if you have access to your own studio in your basement it's sort of like um the new record is always in progress is is that the case or like what are your plans for um for the next release uh yeah that is in uh well one thing is we have been talking about we really enjoy if you go through our discography you can tell that we're getting better at recording you know sure. the song structure we're always you know proud of the of the song content and the stories that we're trying to tell, but uh, through, you know, better equipment and, you know, you know, different online uh, things that we've watched trying to understand recording a little bit more, we, you can really see the progress as we've come along and we've been talking about, you know, we want to re-record some of our earlier stuff because uh, we can kind of, you can kind of go back and hear, you know, uh, you know, that doesn't sound the way I'd want it to. I'd like to clean that up. I'd like to do that. But, uh, but also there's the other side of it is as we hear the new stuff, we're like, okay, we are getting better. There's progress. We're, you know, we're working towards, you know, getting the perfect, you know, mix of what we want to do, what we want to show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would say those are those early recordings. Um, there's a charm in them um, in, you know, even whatever type of music um stuff that's not perfect you're you're gonna you're gonna hear that but the listener might get a totally different different vibe off of it so so those those early recordings are cool too so do you want to talk about any shows that you might have before indie fest or after indie fest um that that people who hear you might be interested in in coming to um we don't have anything before indie fest uh we didn't really book up this year uh if you want to talk about yeah i just finished uh grad school oh congratulations I spent the summer working at a hospital as a chaplain uh so we hadn't okay. really booked up the summer or the fall yet trying to know you know where i was going to be 
we're not we're not to the point where we're making all our money from from music yet. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So still trying to find a job first. Excellent. Well, but um, we will be back at the Night Rider. We're okay, uh, and right that's at Raleigh. Place. Yeah, we have to. Uh, we're gonna nail down some dates. Uh, we're we're in the middle of uh, buying a house too. And uh, one oh, thing nice. that we like to do is we do a lot of neighborhood shows, where we oh, cool. will you know we'll pick we'll pick an area you know usually in our neighborhood at our aunt's house she's got a big field and uh we'll invite a bunch of people over and just you know try to have a big show you know anytime we don't have anything scheduled i love that i love that where um where can people find out about those shows other shows where can people find your music is there a website what social channels do you have any any Uh, of that that you want to share i would go to uh our facebook page jeremiah mckinley band that's where i i keep the best uh updates on you know upcoming events than things that we're going to play in uh coming forward uh and our instagram is the same jeremiah mckinley band all one word our instagram has a link tree linked in the bio which has uh, a couple different merch options uh where our shows are where you can find our music on spotify okay excellent well look guys i don't want to take up too much more of your time but anything that you want to close with that people listening this might need to hear about your band or anything you want to share at all well, they're going to want to get there early because we come out hot. We don't we don't ease into things. We come out. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, one of our one of our staples is uh, we we uh, sometimes we don't like to say anything before we start playing. We like yeah. to, you know, almost jar and scare people into, oh, my God, what's going on? I better look over there. <laughs> I love it. I love most it. places that we had played, you know, a lot of these bars, you know, half the people aren't facing with you. And you don't even know that people are enjoying it until you get done. And they're like, oh, man, I really enjoy that. It's like, well, you couldn't have told you wouldn't have been able to tell from, you know, <laughs> our vantage point. It, it looks like everybody was moving further away. Stage presence. Two more nights, swimming to my feet, take a log through the peeping.